Hey guys, Brian from Rock Life Off-Road here with some exciting news. September 14th through the 17th, the 6th Annual Ride for a Cure is coming back to Indian Mountain in Piedmont, Alabama. This event is going to be huge with over $40,000 in giveaways. Big bouncers, UTV Extreme Hill Climb, Knockout Racing, Barrel Racing, Novice Classes, Poker Runs, Kids Drag Race, and my favorite, the Levi's Air Out Challenge presented by Out the Top. Even giving away a fully custom-built Razor chassis on site that weekend. Guys, don't forget, September 14th through the 17th, 6th Annual Ride for a Cure, Indian Mountain. All right, guys, back. Episode 20, out the top, August 29th, 2023. I am back in Rock Life Studios. We, as always, we've got Dan with us. How you doing? How's it going? Uh, most wonderful. We also have a special guest with us today, uh, Mr. Braden Upchurch. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm freaking outstanding, sir. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to tell on myself a little bit. We recorded, you know, usually we've been trying to do something at least every two weeks. Um Last week, we recorded an episode. I went to edit it to put it out, and my dumb ass didn't hit the record button for, for just for lack of explaining it all. So I didn't have anything to put out. Uh, so we're back this week. We're going to redo more or less what we done last week and uh, get everything going. Alright, Brayden, now that you've had a free practice run at the podcasting world, uh, tell us a little bit, um, for, for the people who, um, who may not know you, uh, tell us just a little bit about yourself, maybe you know, how long you've been racing, what you're racing, whatever you, whatever you want the peoples to know, uh, give us a little, little quick hit here and then we'll get into the weekend. I'm Braden Up Church, um, 18 years old. I've been racing about a year and a half now. Um, started at Wildcat this past season. Started racing in 1000 and uh, raced a few races in it and decided that I needed a little bit more power to keep up with those fast guys that race every weekend. So we started shopping just around a little bit, just messing around figured we'd wait till the end of the season and um we come up on a good deal on a razor in oklahoma a turbo with a big turbo and uh, messaged back and forth with the guy and uh wound up picking it up and going straight to hawk pride last year and uh drove from home to oklahoma picked the razor up thursday and then not the, where's home these people might not know you uh, home Monticello, Kentucky. Braden, uh, Braden's my neighbor, guys. Drove from Monticello to Oklahoma Wednesday night. Got there Thursday morning. Picked the razor up. Then drove Thursday morning from Oklahoma to Hot Pride and uh, raced it Friday at Hot Pride. Maybe had ten minutes of seat time in it, if that. Seat time's overrated. The way we like to do it at Rock Life Racing is if you've never tested it, that's the best time to go racing. That's it. <laughs> Get in it and go, damn it. 
Yeah, we had a little bit of a fan issue. It was a relay issue before it even before I even raced it, but we got that kind of figured out enough to race it that weekend and did all right, and then finished the season out in it. And uh, now we're still racing it. I think preparations for sissies. You just gotta right. just go. Damn it, go. As as long as the the harnesses work and the key switch works. You're golden. Yeah, that's all you need. I mean, as long as you got your safety equipment, that's that's important. Bolt check your harnesses to hell with everything else. That's it. <laughs> uh, so last year you you uh, you done good. Uh, I, I remember your first race. I was more nervous for you, I think, than than you were. Uh, you done good. Uh, you stepped up this year. Got that new buggy. You've started out uh, the first race of the year, third place. Yep. Um. And then, then we didn't have any podiums from there until about three weeks ago. And then you've been lighting the damn world on fire. Uh, two is is good, but you've got three podiums in a row. So I think that qualifies as a streak. Yep. So you have a three-race streak. Um, you're not quite on Clay Kaysen's level. He has a podium in every cup race this year. But a streak's a streak. Uh, so you got three in a row, four overall with a win setting second in points behind Brandon Davis. Yep. That's pretty damn good. It is. Uh, Brandon's fast. Daniel Heckley's fast. Uh, Jay Storch is fast. And to be up there with those guys every week, that's that's tough. Um, so, yeah, w- from, from everybody here at Rock Life and everybody in Monticello, uh, you know, everybody's proud of you. Uh, I know you had some people doubting you when you first started. Uh, but, but I don't think they're doubting anybody anymore. Uh, when are we going to see you in a, in a chassis buggy? I don't know. We've, uh, I've been looking a little bit here and there. I'm kind of undecided on what I'm going to do after this season's over. I've been looking at going to a newer style full body or maybe finding a good deal on a chassis. Man, Thomas Lord, do you see that one Thomas Lower posted? Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be a good start. That um, buggy's a tad short. I think it was ninety six. Yeah, that'd be I, a good feel, good cup buggy because it's like coursey. Probably, right, probably turns yeah. good. I I feel like that would be you know if if that I wouldn't do like hill killing in it, but as far as like a, a short course little you know like a cup car, yeah, I think you're right, and I don't think it'd take a whole lot to to kind of stretch that car a little bit. No, it's a good looking rig. Thomas has had that thing for a while. Um, so it, I mean, somebody needs to buy it because I think he only had it posted for like six. I so, think that's right. Yeah, so it, that, that's a it, steal. That comes with one of his drive shafts, and man, those things are proven. So I mean, yeah, that's fourteen hundred bucks there, or whatever it is. So that's that's a, that's a big portion of you cost in a buggy right there. Right, right on. So. What's the plans for next season? Do we know, like, for sure, just kind of? Um, no, not really. I think with being in school and it being college and attendance being part of your grade, it's going to be a lot harder to make every race, and making every race is expensive, too. It is expensive. as Parts are expensive. Parts are expensive. And um, so we'll probably just hit some of the closer ones, hit some of like uh i think top trails has a race or two during the year um wheeling in the country any mountain places like that 
that's got races might hit those more than um driving 10 12 hours to hit a national rock it's tough we need uh we need to get some influx of sponsors into that series because um i think the stock class is just a, a payback class and we need to get somebody else in to help subsidize that class and some of the others to try and get some payouts in that because you know if it wasn't for you jay daniel dan and um uh brandon you know all those guys are there every week you all are there you are the five and then hoback races most of the time um outside of that it's kind of hit and miss yeah you know so we need some more money those guys most most of those guys are doing it because they're there anyways yeah Um, like you come for that yeah and so there needs to be a little bit more incentives for us to have some more use come race that series yeah i think that'd definitely be a good idea if they could find um you know some sponsors of that class to help boost the the pay up a little bit and then maybe maybe let that be like a a a cup class i guess so it at the end of the year it would would have a payout as well other than it just being 100 percent payback yeah and and i know we don't talk a whole lot about the youth class um but we've got some of the youth kids who are aging um, this year so i think 12 is the cutoff for the youth class we got some of the youth kids that are aging there is talks going around of a 13 to 16 year old class um not sure on the details on that yet but hopefully uh those details get ironed out here before finals that way people can start getting ready for next year so there may be a 13 to 16 year old uh, i'm pretty sure it'll be a a full body stock utv style class uh, my idea was to keep it in a uh just a regular 1000 I don't know what they're going to do. I obviously have no real input. It was just some ideas I was tossing around. Um, well, that's something we try to do too is, is kind of toss around some ideas with the parents because they've spent money on these, you know, 170s and 200s. And of course they're aging out. Um, but like most of them don't want to turn around and spend 15, 20 grand on another side by side. And, um, you know, something we've talked about is maybe just doing the same exact courses and let it be a, a race what you brung type race, but it only be in for like 13 to 16. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about it. They could do the same courses as the stock class for the most part. Um, right. There may be some, like this weekend was probably, um, and you all are the ones doing it, so correct me if I'm wrong, but like that little hill at the top. I mean, I know it wasn't crazy, but – a lot of times in a stock class, you don't hit those. You're coming down right. those. So like this weekend, may, in my opinion, might have been a little rougher as far as um, the hills you had to go up. Right. You know, so if that was the case, you could bypass that, do something different with that. Yeah, um, that, that hill was kind of intimidating. I, I didn't really pre-run, but my idea was just to kind of run over the course and see what my lines were. And I had to hit that hill about two or three times before I knew – exactly how i wanted to hit it and go up it every time you would hit the right side it would throw you to the left and it was like you were kind of going in between trees Uh, you had a tree up top and one at the bottom so you just couldn't back up without hitting the tree down at the bottom so i mean it was it was sketchy and for that to be thrown at 
um, you know, some of the younger drivers, I don't know how that would have worked out. Yeah, no, we need to kind of cut cut that out, find a way around those. Uh, but for the most part, I think we could run that series with um, the big selection of the stock class that they're running now. Um, right. You know, just make some of these more difficult ups, make them downs or, or something. I'm sure there's a way to work them in to the courses we're already running so we're not having to set up a whole other course. Um, right. Boys, we can. Or, I mean, we can. Know, we can do it. Possibly do the points different. Yeah, anything. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's there's a way to accommodate those kids because I don't see the first year. There's not going to be a bunch. Uh, it's just probably going to be three or four kids. Right. You know, just, just something to something to keep everybody entertained. Um, we don't want to. We don't want them to lose their focus. Listen, every youth coming up is not going to be Cash Lacroix. Right. I mean, he set the bar pretty damn high uh, racing when he was seven, eight years old. Um, every kid is not him. It's going to take some of them a, a while. So we, we need to find them a home uh, where they feel comfortable, where we they're not too intimidated to come race with us. Right. All right, Rush Off-Road. Probably one of my favorite places to go watch races. Um, you never quite know what you're going to get at Rush. You're either going to get vertical walls or kind of like what we've seen this weekend, kind of coursey, uh, but with some, some serious challenges in it. Uh, overall, I think after the last few weeks that we've had racing, I think Rush was a step back uh, for most people. Uh, it right. was it was a step back and and a little 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 tamer I guess you could say. Um, we'll get right into it. So we'll stock class. Uh, this is where in the show, Braden, we usually let Dan talk about his runs. Uh, so we'll start with you today. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Uh, run one. I don't remember your time. I should have wrote it down. Uh, but run one. Uh, what do you think about it? Is there anything you wish you could have done different? Uh, you know, what do you think? Um, well, the first run was, eh, it wasn't great, but it wasn't completely slow. I think I was, I think it was a 59 something. I think Brandon and Daniel were somewhere around a 55, maybe. I can't remember. It was, it was Brandon and Daniel, Dan, then you yeah. on the first run. You and Dan were like dead. We even. had like both had 59s. So, Going up that first, like right out the start, going up felt fine, and then going back and rewatching and rewatching and rewatching the turn and coming down that hill was kind of slow. And to come down that hill and make that turn the first time, I was really slow getting going out of that into that straight stretch, and coming into the turn the left hand to go back up was kind of slow i have trouble gauging when i need to start slowing down so my fear is i'm going to overshoot it so i slow down way before i should but i got back in it and it felt fine and i made a couple turns a little wide and brandon and daniel kind of shot up a bank um on the uphill part of it and I was kind of iffy on doing that because 
there was little ruts dug in it, and they're 72 wide. So if they make it look like no problem, I'm kind of iffy about it because I'm narrower than they are. Just go. And the uphill felt fine, and then coming back over on the top road felt fine. Coming down kind of a little slow, and then you got you made that right hand turn, and that was just straight powder. Like, you can't get grip in it, so I was a little bit slow through there, and then the rest of it, the rest of that downhill felt okay. Yeah, I, I initially thought when I watched your run, of course, just what you said, the, you were a little little hesitant coming over the hill, as most sane people would be. Um, and then I thought originally coming down the last hill, I thought just watching it through my naked eye, I was like, That's, it could have been a little faster. But when I went back and watched the video coming down the last hill, hell, you were – you were on it. I don't know what in the hell I was thinking. Uh, but it looked good. Uh, I mean, boys, I, I don't know. That's, I mean, pretty damn good. 50, you know, first run at Rush, first time ever seeing that place. First time ever seeing that place from that perspective. Mm-hmm. You've been there a couple times, but uh, it's pretty good. What about you, sir? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel pretty good that both of us got top five on the first runs. You know, it's uh, – I'm kind of like Braden. I'm I could be faster on the downhills, uh, but uh, it's just unnatural to me. But coming around where he was talking about, I, I noticed that a lot of people were going following the road and then cutting back up. And where he's talking about, it was kind of like a silent uh, portion of the hill. But every time I would get there so fast, it would throw me down in the ruts. So I was just actually forced to stay in the ruts the the time going up that hill. And then that that bank was the one that we were talking about. It seemed like you just had to hit that thing just perfect for it to throw you up top. But, uh, you know, the the place I know that I was the slowest was the downhill off the top ledge. I was worried coming off that top ledge, you had a, a hook back to the right. But as soon as you hook back right, it dropped off and there was a tree just to the left. And I, my fear was sliding off and hitting that tree and, and not being able to back up in, in time. But, uh, you know, my first run, we were able to, to kind of sail through there a little bit quicker than what I, I thought I would do. But, uh, you know, I think we, we ended up in third on Hill 1. And, uh, you know, I wished I could have kept that momentum into Hill 2, but unfortunately – Started raining and got a little bit slick on us. And you had a good run, on, and we'll get to that in a second. You had a good run going on Hill 2, and, and it just the uh, our fucking luck. For, for, right. Yeah, just one of them, one of them things. Uh, Stock Hill 2, uh, which was pretty much pretty much the same course, wasn't it? There was a little right. variation. Yeah, Right. We had uh, a variation where we got up to the top. We actually took. Uh, a trail sooner on the downhill and came down in 180 and then kind of went back up probably yeah. 20, 30 foot and then tied back into the original course. Yeah. So hill two, uh, your downhills, like you were talking, were a little bit, little bit better. Um, or they looked more, I don't know, I guess after doing that the first run, it kind of gives you a little bit more confidence knowing that you can – Boys, that downhill stuff sucks. It's hard to gauge. Yeah. Like, it's hard to know how fast you need to go without going too fast. Well, it is. And then for people who are just trail riders who who may or may not understand, like, 
when you're in your razor, you can set up and you see, you you look forward down, you can kind of see what's going on. When you're in that race buggy, you're set back in the seat. You cannot lean up. You can't hardly turn your head. It's just hard to, you're basically driving off a lot of these downhills. You're driving off blind. Right. You just got to hope you looked at the hill the right way before you started and you have a idea of where you're supposed to be. Right. Um, that's why when you go back and watch some of the big bouncers and, and a lot of the UTVs, when you go up that first little bit and then come back down, there's some guys who are way quicker. Um, and then there's some guys who are sitting up there all puckered up going, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then, right. you know, once you get the front tires off and you start to be able to see where you're going, then it just go. Right. But that initial little roll over that hump would be the hard part. Right. So right. go ahead. Go ahead. Like you, you're all all puckered up, but you're back in the seat just as far as you can get. Uh, harnessed in, can't breathe. Uh, it's raining. Your visor's fogged up. It's muddy. Your hands are slick because you've got mud all over you. I mean, it it's just crazy that how quickly things can sour um, when everything's going so well. But well, like you, you, you take DC. Like, you know, DC right. come around that corner and just wadded it up. Right. You know, just took the line a little wrong. The I don't know the guy's name that was in the green big bouncer. Same thing. He come around that corner and just didn't hit it right and wadded it up. Right. So it's right there. It's just a, an edge kind of thing, which is, I mean, you can say that about any part of the course, really. But that downhill, especially that vertical wall, mm, no. Uh, so what else? Uh, any other notes on, on the second run? You think you done good, done bad? It was middle middle of the pack run it felt like um uh, you know pee pouring rain coming down well you got third made it slick so when it got slick it it you know you don't want to overdrive it because you don't know what the buggy's going to do with it being slick how it's going to throw you and before we ever before my run ever started of course one of the finish line timers would the battery would go dead in it so Dan went before me, and he gets off the course, and one of the finish line timers are blinking. So I have to sit there in the pouring rain. It was probably 10 minutes. Oh, it was a while. I was standing right next to you. I was, I was in it too. And, you know, that's, there's rain dripping all over you. You're getting soaked. Your hands are wet. You don't know. So they got it fixed, and then that down the first downhill on the second run felt a lot better and it in the videos it looked faster mm -hmm. it looked like i just cut it and come on with it and then after i got down i got into it before i was turning before i was on the stretch and then i got down to the end of the stretch where you've got to make that sharp left hook back and it was just sliding straight towards the race line flag and i'm like oh crap oh crap so i start gassing it and uh, the rest of it felt pretty good. I know the second downhill was a little closer back towards the hill that you went up. And I come off it slow because I knew all of that up there was slick. And so I come off of it really, really slow. And I made the turn at the bottom kind of slow. And then once I got back up there to where you go back to the uphill... And I got my turn made. I kind of got back in it a little bit more and went on with it. Yeah, it looked good. I think if, if you'd have had a dry course, you would have um, 
you could have picked up a few seconds. But I, when we were standing there at the starting line, all I could think about, and we've talked about it on here before, was the time I was at Blue Holler. Tyler Heinzel was turned over in the creek in front of me, and I'm watching the water rush underneath the buggy because it is raining so damn hard. And Tyler was in one of those spots where nobody – they couldn't recover him. So they was trying to figure that out, and I was sitting there getting soaking wet. And I, that, that's what was running through my mind. I'm like, I bet Braden is pissed. Like, if he could have took off 20 seconds, you know, after Dan come across the finish line, like everybody else had, he'd had a – it's still been wet. Don't get me wrong. It's still been wet, but it wouldn't have been near as bad. So, I don't know, boys. I'm glad it's you all, not me. Uh, Daniel, your second run um, looked good. You were you were on pace to have a uh, – just a, 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 a good, solid run. And I thought, I'm like, man, he's we're going to have a good run. Right. And you come around that corner, and it just would not go up that hill for whatever reason. Right. And that's – I don't know if it was just because it had rained so much or, or just the hill had gotten deteriorated over the, the course of the day, but that hill was just not going to let us up it. And, and I finally – I was just about to give up. And I was like, I'm just going to hit it, and if it flips, it flips. But um, you know, luckily about the fifth or sixth time I hit that thing, it finally let me go on up to the top. Um, I, I knew that I'd spent so much time trying to, to get up that hill that my goal after that was just to actually finish, you know, and try to get a time. But, uh, you know, it paid off. I think we wound up in fourth place. So yeah, fourth better. place for the day. Um, I could, t- I could tell after you got up the hill, you were, you were just like piss on it. Yeah. Uh, because you you were you took your your time for the rest of the course because I mean it really didn't matter after that. Uh, I think part of the problem, I'm going to say it, is that buggy's two inches shorter on the left side than it is the right side. Well, that does have a little <laughs> bit to do with it. That car's lived a, a hard life. It because uh, when I seen you do it, it kind of slung you. Um, if you go back and watch the video, it kind of slung you left down into those ruts. And I'm like, that's just the natural way that car wants to turn now. That's short side. Yeah. I mean, really. And, and it, you just think about like a, a solo cup on a table, you know, put the small end down here and the big end up here and roll it and see what happens. And that's basically what, what you're doing. Um, so I, I think if we, if we in the off season, we get a frame half under that deal. Um, yep. straighten it back out. It might be a little easier to drive on you. Oh yeah, it'd be a new car. <laughs> yeah, it will. Uh, cup class, man. We had a uh, had a good um, had a good run going. Oh, we've got a we've got to talk about the cup class. Yeah, we're we're going over it all. Man, yeah. Uh, so I think the first run they decided to let you all jump the jump, right? Which wasn't originally planned, right? Brandon Davis and I were on the hill and we just briefly mentioned it in passing, like, "Oh, it'd be so cool if Clyde let us hit the jump." And like Brandon actually said that, and I'm like, "No, the hell it won't." <laughs> but last time I I jumped that gap was in the full body, and that's been you know, years ago at Race to Riches. Mm-hmm. I just remember how violent it was then. But Well, you know, when we rolled up and 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 they originally said you wasn't 
jumping. I was actually surprised because the yeah. last time SRS was there in like 17, um, the Cup Series jumped at then. Right. And it's no, you know, the cars are better than they were then. Um, the gap's the same distance. Right. So I was actually kind of surprised um, that he wasn't going to do it. And when they finally announced it, like, yeah, it's going to be an option. I was right. like, oh, that's cool. You know, yeah. we're, we're going to get to see a little action on, on a Cup Series race instead of uh, just normal normal course. Right. Yeah, I, I, I deep down was excited because that uh, it brought back a lot of a lot of good memories. Um, pretty much the it's one of those things, though, and I don't I don't care who says it's not. Once you jump that hill, it's like, hell, yeah, I just jumped that gap. That's like the biggest gap ever. And you're not really focused on what to do next. Yeah, it's, it's, like, just, it's just go. Yeah, it's like you know your line, but it's like as soon as you land, it's such a sigh of relief that you do kind of hesitate just a split second. And, and um, you know, we we hit it and we got our line and got up to the top, and then we started fishtailing and the, the tree jumped out in front of the tire, and that super grip climbed just about the top of that tree, boy, I tell you. <laughs> That's what we're, we're going to have to call that tire the squirrel. That's it. Yeah, it's, it just jumped right out in front of that tree. <laughs> it. Uh, I was sitting there. I was like, yes, because I was nervous. Uh, so a little backstory. Dan came up a little early, and we put. Uh, of course, we'd busted a motor in that pink buggy at uh, uh, West Virginia, and um, so you came up a little early to rush. We spent Wednesday putting a motor and transmission in the pink buggy. Right. And right before the race, I said, Dan did. Did you drive that? Like after we put the motor in, he, you looked at me dead in the eye and go, "No." <laughs> I said, uh, "Don't you want to drive that?" He said, "I trust y'all." You said it runs. It runs. Well, it ran. It I did mean, run. You put the motor in it and it, it ran. I was nervous as shit. We we did drive it. We drove it right in the trailer. Yeah. Hey, that that old red buggy never let me down, man. Aaron, Aaron. Um, uh, I knew the motor out of that would be good. Aaron, Aaron Bentley coming out. He said, man, that pink buggy looks good. He's like, it's got, got more zip to it. I said, yeah, that's my motor in that car, boy. We ain't playing around. Uh, <laughs> it sounded good. It does seem a little still, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's clutching or what. But after watching everybody else climb the the um, the hill to the jump, it, uh, it seemed to want to bog just a little bit when it got to the top. Um. But you know that's that's the motor that was in the red buggy in Disney. We didn't even so much as put a belt on it. We just right. you know put it together and go. Right. Uh, but overall, it, it sounded good, looked good. Um, yeah, I, I feel like throw a belt on that thing; it'll be like a new car. Well, yeah. After we put a transmission in it. Uh, moving on, uh, run two cup. That was a good run. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. I was curious how we stacked up that day, and I don't I don't remember if we got fourth or fifth on hill two or or not. I can't remember how we wound up on that hill. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up if you wanna you wanna kind of walk them through the. But uh, you know hill hill two we didn't we didn't jump the gap the next on hill two um, hill two we we kind of went around uh, the roadbed and then went up about the middle and. And I don't know for whatever reason that thing when we hit it we were able to just to one shot everything and it was just it had enough 
I guess, condensation on the course that we were pretty much able to hold the, the car the whole time to the floor. You know, it just, it, it wasn't like we were overdriving. We had to let out of it or anything like that. We were just able to, to mash it and go. Fourth. Fourth, fourth quick on that hill. So, yeah, but I, pretty good I, run. I, like, I kind of knew how the car would handle on the downhills. So, as soon as I saw the finish line, I, I just watered it, you know, hope, hope for the best. It, it looked good. I was down there trying to video and trying not to be a fangirl. Uh, but I was, I had a camera in one hand and I was like, yes, we finished something. Oh, uh, after the, the, last few weeks we've had that was to even get across the finish line in some of these series was a was a win i mean realistically because uh, i man if i'd been you i'd have done said to hell with it uh just just one of those rotten luck seasons so far this year uh which brings me to the bounty class um <laughs> so it doing some prep for the rundown today I was looking over points for the bounty series. You know, we finished, I say we, I'm putting this on you, uh, three hills this year. That sounds about right. Three hills. <laughs> uh, we had uh, one hill at, um, oh, shoot, not uh, Arkansas, the race before that. Where was that at? Wildcat. Wildcat. One finish at Wildcat. You hear my cat? We brought her. We brought her back to the shop today. I felt bad for. Her. It's uh, cold off. Yeah, we had one one finish at Wildcat. Then you go to Hot Springs and set the world on fire and win that race. And we've not finished a bounty run yet. Right. We've got to do something to get some mojo back. I don't know what that is. I think I think we're going to hire a witch doctor to sage the the buggy when we get it. Get it put back together this go-around. Yeah, because uh, the bounty courses this weekend wasn't – this was the bounty. This was the weekend to run bounty. Right. It definitely was. Yeah. And, you know, coming up – and I don't know how it happened. You went up and down and then back up that other little hill. And as soon as it landed – and I didn't even think you were in the throttle – I, I don't think I was. I I felt like I let out of it and it hit, and then when I got back in it, that's when it just popped. It grenaded transmission, drive shaft, front diff, um, all good parts. Right. In, in a place it shouldn't have done that. Right. So I don't know if there was not maybe some looming, um some pre-damage maybe from disney because that is the same set that you know fell off the the bluff at, at disney right so i don't know if maybe there was something in there already not jiving just perfect but right. but Could, for it to take all that at one time i don't know right just, just one of those I things definitely know that that there's some some teeth missing in high gear <laughs> they come back and they said i think it's high gear and then I heard you putting around um, going to the starting line to get your points for the second run. And I was like, uh, that's more than high gear. That sounds like every gear. <laughs> but that's okay. It's a good thing we run an off-road service shop here at Rock Life Off-Road. We'll get that baby fixed up. That's no problem. 
Hey guys, I know a large portion of our audience has some sort of UTV, whether it be a Polaris, a Can-Am, Kawasaki, Honda, whatever. Well, you know who makes some of the best suspension parts and accessories for all of those machines? L&W Fab based out of Temple, Georgia. We have been using L&W Fab as our exclusive supplier for Rock Life Racing and all of our personal Polaris machines since 2018. We've had almost every product they make on our machines through the years, from the original radius rods to the aluminum trailing arms, to all the updated products like the new Racer A arms and the all new steel trailing arms. L&W is always innovating and changing the game. They just released an all new XP long travel kit and they're now building an all new lower chassis razor kit that comes completely pre-welded and reinforced right where it matters. All for a low price of only $1,750. Did you hear me? Yes, $1,750 fully welded front and rear chassis kits available for an XP Turbo or Turbo S configuration. And best of all, you can get all the L&W product line at Rock Life Off-Road. And don't forget, if you're shopping at www.rocklifeoffroad.com, don't forget to always use the code out the top and save even more. All right, so uh, along with the out the top podcast we're doing now, uh, we're also going to start filming some races. Um kind of done it by accident at west virginia so we went in there and set up as a vendor at west virginia to sell parts well right. that was a mistake um general rule if i can't get the vendor trailer next to the hill i don't need to go shouldn't have went to west virginia because i couldn't get the vendor trailer next to the hill but we were at the top of the hill right and literally across from my vendor trailer was the top of the hills and i'm like well We've not got any foot traffic here at the vendor trailer, so let's walk over here and get some video for TikTok or whatever. Ended up getting quite a bit of video, uh, put together a little just half-ass edit, um, put it on YouTube. Nothing crazy, but it done pretty good. I'm like, man, this is like I I kind of like this. This is pretty right. cool. So we drove down to Hawk Pride, got some more on um, Friday. Because I feel like the Friday classes don't get their attention. Um, right. So when we do videos, I am going to especially get the Friday guys, if at all possible, and get that posted on YouTube. Um, so this past weekend, we went down. Um, of course, we were set up at Rush. And then me and Lane got some videos. Uh, we got all the Friday classes. Um Got the Saturday classes, didn't get the youth class. I did get some of Brantley running. Um, but I didn't get to go. I didn't go up on the hill. I stayed on the bottom. Lane got to go up on the hill next to the bouncers. And I kind of wish he was here to – he wasn't talking to the microphone, so I don't know why. But uh, <laughs> to kind of explain, like, the, the difference on kind of old school. You know, being up on the hill with a video camera – uh, used to, you could go beyond the hill right. and watch these, you know, 1500 horsepower buggies. Uh, you could feel it a little bit more. You could see the rocks whizzing by your head. Uh, but Lane got to go up and do that this weekend, but in only his first real, uh, big bouncer race, he got to experience something. I hope nobody ever has to experience. So, the bouncers, like the razor buggies, jumped the gap. And um, there was some of them that were looking pretty 
Um, I don't know. Like they should have should have pulled out before they got to the jump. Should have rolled it and climbed it. Um, I definitely think the Razors jumped it better for the most part. Uh, but DC was driving Justin Wheels buggy because um, Justin sustained an injury at the last event. Actually, Justin has had a pretty rough um, last three or four weeks too. Right. So Justin has sustained an injury, recruited DC to run the buggy. DC had a good run on the run one. Run two, he came up just a tad short on the jump. And going by my video, what we've got, and it's on the YouTube uh, bouncer video that we put up, the rear end of that buggy landed on the the uphill edge of the top of the jump, right. the top of the gap, and kind of cased that buggy out. DC sustained uh, a back injury. I'm no doctor. I wasn't there. I'm not going to you know, talk on that. Um, but it was a back injury. They thought he was going to have to have surgery. Um, did not end up having to have surgery. I talked to him for just a minute today. I texted him, asked him how he was doing, how he was feeling. He said he was very uncomfortable, very sore. Um, but, you know, I talked to him. I said, well, at least they didn't have to cut on you. You didn't have to have surgery. So he's going to heal. Um, but I want everybody to keep DC in their thoughts. He is a uh, hard customer to keep down. He will be back at some point. Um, I just hope he, he listens to everybody so he can get back right. and not re-injure himself. Um, so on that note, other than the jump at Rush, and I'll ask both of you this, I'll start with Dan so you can think for a minute because you've only got so many runs to pull from. Out of all the runs that you've done, Bounty, Cup, Pro Rock, Outlaw. If there's one that you would have like went back and said, "Oh hell no, I'm not doing this." Like, what is the the sketchiest run that you have ever attempted? I put I put you on the spot. The uh, well, there's actually two. Um, the the very first one was the first time I was in your car was race to riches three and that thing was slicked up and i guess you had buffed that thing before you brought it to race to riches but we hit that hill one and dude nobody was able to climb that thing uh that was the first few scratches we put on the old 26 car i was very disappointed you you scratched my yeah. baby yeah but uh then then probably the the next one was the the hero line at disney like um, I, I should have, I should have just rolled up on that thing and of it knowing what I knew now. Yeah. Well, also I think on that run, that's one of those that you need to see somebody go up. Right. Like I know everybody wants to be the first that that's fine. I get that. But when you're racing, I don't give a damn if we're the first to go up something. I, I want to just do it. Right. And, I think had you seen or witnessed somebody go up it before we did, because I didn't, we walked up to it and DC was telling me that, yeah, hit the jump it right here. It'll go up. And I was looking at him like he had two foreheads. I said, you're stupid. There ain't no way. There's nobody climbing this. Right. And so you roll up and we were the first ones. So you roll up on it. 
you know, it is what it is. We didn't make it. But I think, I swear, I think if we'd have visualized and seen somebody go up at first, I think that would have changed the game because you can't tell me that's not the case because Cooper did the same thing. He's he seen you flip, and he Cooper can climb anything. He is probably right. the hottest thing going in UTVs right now and bouncers. And, you know, we we got a little flack for not picking him to win the championship in our in our midseason um midseason show and I'm pretty sure he's won damn everything since. Right. Uh so maybe we set a fire under that boy's ass, but Cooper didn't make that climb either. Right. He he was smart about it. Well, he didn't see anybody do it. He was right after you. I think if he'd have seen somebody climb it and know that it was doable, he would have tried a little harder. Right. Or tried a different line or, or something. But I just feel like sometimes you need to see somebody do it. Okay, you. Uh, stock class, yeah, whatever. It's not really that crazy. So what is the – what's the craziest thing you've ever climbed, ever done in the Razor? It doesn't even necessarily have to be racing in your case because, like I said, all you've really done is the, the stock class and then some of the um, AOP stuff. Mine's still racing. It's uh, bikini bottoms last year. I don't. I don't like to jump, and that was a pretty big jump for someone who had never like completely jumped a razor before. You talking about out in the out in the weeds? Yeah. Oh, that. Ain't and nothing. then coming off of it, and you know, you so you jumped it, and then you made a loop, and you come back down, and then you had to drive back out the same bench road that you come in, and uh, on that bench road. Uh, I guess I hit a I hit a log or something, and it slid my rear end sideways, and I just started sliding like I was going to go all the way over the hill. That's not a hill that you would like to roll off of. No, it's not. And uh, every video that everyone took that I watch, is, everyone's just kind of like, oh, crap. I can show you a video of some guys rolling off of that. Um, Dan, I think this might have been before you started running SRS. Um, I'm not sure if it was Kyle Lowry's razor at the time, if he was driving it or if it was before he got it, but I'm pretty sure it was the razor that Kyle used to race the full body. Um, it fell off of that hill at bikini bottoms and just wadded itself up. Yeah. That would have been a ride. Yeah. No, uh, bikini bottoms is an intimidating place. That's, uh, the first time I run there, um, well, the only time I run there, I was nervous as shit, and I wasn't doing nothing. Like I was just, I was just happy to get finishes. Didn't care about going fast. Travis Skelton said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm just out here riding around, bud, getting points. Just, just, I'm, I'm out here, Matt Holton, only going faster than Matt Holt's bouncers ever been." <laughs> Love you, Matt. All right, guys. That'll be it for this week. Uh, stick around. We're going to have the rundown next uh, where we'll go over all the finishing results from Rush Off-Road. Braden, thanks for coming. Dan, uh, I feel like I just seen you two days ago. Um, hopefully, we'll get to see you in a couple weeks at Indian Mountain for the Ride for Cure.
Hey guys, back for this week's edition of The Rundown here on Out the Top. We raced at Rush Off-Road in Rush, Kentucky uh, for round seven of the National Rock Racing Association. Uh, we'll start right with the youth class. Youth saw Brantley Havens with another win, Ramsey Trainer in second, and Dallas Heckley in third for the season. Brantley is your points leader with 661 points. Dallas Heckley in second with 603. Clara Hoback in third with 597 points. Ben Class saw Charles Karras with the win, Don Curtis in second, and Justin Hoback in third. Charles has got the season points lead with Justin in second and Don Curtis in third. UTV Stock Class, the Rock Life Off-Road UTV Stock Class presented by Super Grip ATV saw Daniel Heckley with a dominating win with Brandon Davis in second and Braden Upchurch in third. Brandon Davis is your series points leader with 613 points, Braden in second with 558, and Daniel Heckley in third with 519 points. UTV Unlimited class saw Cooper Bentley with another win, Brandon Davis in second, and Clay Kaysen continues his podium streak. He's podiumed in all seven events this year in the Unlimited class. Clay is your series points leader with almost a 100-point lead, 653 points. Brandon Davis in second with six, or I'm sorry, 564, and Cooper Bentley with 509. The UTV Bounty class saw Cooper Bentley with another win. Clay Kaysen in second and Wyatt Wilson running for Casey Howell in third place. Casey is your series points leader with 453 points. Cooper Bentley in second with 408 points. And Josh Kropinski went third with 326. The bouncer class, Daniel Heckley was your winner. Brandon Davis in second. Ethan Martin in third from Rush, Kentucky. Brandon is your series points leader with 639 points. Daniel Heckley with 547. And Cooper Bentley rounding out the top three with 487 points. Guys, Cooper has been on a tear this year. Look out for him. He is going to be a threat for years to come. Guys, next event coming from Rush Springs Ranch in Missouri, September 15th and 16th. That is the National Rock Racing Association round number 18. We will not be there. Out the Top Media is not going to make an appearance there. We are headed to Indian Mountain for Ride for a Cure. Uh, event I've been trying to get back to for the last several years, and we're headed back down there. I think Dan's coming with me, so we're going to miss um, we're going to miss Rush Springs Ranch. But we are going to be doing all kinds of activities from Indian Mountain. Guys, get to one of those places that weekend. If you can get to Rush Springs, go there. If you can get to Indian Mountain, go there. It's going to be an awesome weekend for off-road and events, uh, and we hope you get to make it out to one of those. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. We'll be back in a couple weeks with another episode of Out the Top, and then we're going to record one live from Indian Mountain as well. So look forward, look for that to be coming out in the future. Also, check out our YouTube page. Go subscribe to that. Help us out. We're really trying to grow that. Uh, we appreciate everything you guys do. Make sure, rate, review, follow, and we'll see you soon. This podcast is brought to you by Out the Top Media. Check us out on YouTube for race recap videos, tech tips, installs, product reviews, and much more.